All right, so Star Wars Ahsoka is the talk of everything right now. It is pretty much seems to be universally loved by everybody, uh, and it's being heralded as one of the best Star Wars live action series. But you know, Star Wars started as a movie franchise, and we haven't really talked about these upcoming movies in a while. So we're gonna spend today's episode sort of speculating on what the story is with most of those officially announced movies. So welcome everybody back to TRB. It is the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. With me today is James. James, you are wearing the One Way Out prison Star Wars Celebration exclusive prison shirt from Andor. Oh, yeah. Do you feel rebellious today? you feel like an escape artist? Can you swim? Um, <laughs> can I, I can swim? <laughs> um, yeah, was it uh, was Andy Circus recently doing um, uh, some publicity for the strikes? And he said one way he did a one way out thing. I'm like, yeah, it's crazy to think you can be as big an Andy Circus and have your hand as in, in as many jars as he's got it in and still be like, this is me. I'm that guy. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. even out, uh, out everything he's done and he's still sort of using that character as a persona that is extending beyond his career. And I'm like, that's crazy, man. You were in black Panther and you're thinking like, Andor's like your, your, like, let's, I leave, think because you know? of the spirit of the strikes, Kino Loy seems to be the character that most aligns with, that the you know yeah. the rebellion against the True. empire, so to speak, where you know Gollum would be like, "Give me that money," you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I wonder if like Andy Circus. I bet like more often than not, like people like Andy Circus, he could probably blend in at a grocery store more than people would think. Because I don't know that mm. general people know Andy Circus or like would even think to be like looking for Andy Circus at a grocery store. But anyway. That's fair. I definitely know that when I, when, I don't know how to say that, like when I was famous or whatever, you know, or whatever, like you tended to be recognized more often when you were in the situation that you were supposed to be in. But if you were not in like around a concert and you were just like <laughs> at a McDonald's or something, like people wouldn't engage because they're like, that guy looks like the famous person, but I bet that's not him because why would, that person be it where we're at, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Now, before we get into the show, uh, we want to, first of all, thank everybody for listening and watching the TRB. Hopefully you've been digging TRB live as we're covering Ahsoka. Lacey, you'll be back with us on Wednesday night to talk about part six. Thrawn, no Thrawn, we'll find out tomorrow. Uh, but uh, make sure you do subscribe to the podcast. If you're new to TRB, welcome. If you're old school, uh, thanks for sticking around. But make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast app. It's free to do. Also, if it has a rating system, if you don't mind taking a second, just pop in five stars. We appreciate that. And our channel, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. Make sure you're subscribed over there too. Also free. But if you want more and if you also just want to support what we're doing here at TRB, uh, the three of us uh, could always use your support because we have you know regular lives that we're balancing with what we're doing at TRB. And what you see is just the three of us at TRB. And how we get to keep going is Patreon. So head to patreon.com, 
P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash resistance broadcast. And just take a look when you have a chance, whether you're pausing this episode right now to take a look or you're going to look later. Our tiers start at $5 per month, and we have a lot of exclusive content, bonus episodes, mini episodes, live streams, Discord servers, uh, polls, poll chats, uh, uh, commentaries on the movies, a lot of cool stuff. So head over there and check that out. And if you are down to sign up and you're able to, thank you. And I'm going to hand it over to James now for our first segment, which is going to be all Patreon this time, James. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. That is right, John. We're doing Will of the Force. And you know how this goes. We post questions that ask whether something is or is not going to happen in the Star Wars uh, universe, (laughs) as we talked about with... um, Django. Uh, this week we are doing all Will the Force questions that are coming from our resistance officers on Patreon, and they are still going to continue to be about ex- Ahsoka exclusively. So let's get let's get started. Let's kick it off with our first one coming from General Diana, who goes by Fulcrum seventy seven. General uh, Diana says the, asked us the question: Will Ezra return to their original galaxy with Sabine? Or will he have created a new life in the new galaxy and stay there? So do we think that Ezra is going to return to the original galaxy he came from? Or has he set up a new life and he's going to stay uh, on the other side? You know, he's, he's um, what's, his name from th- what's his name from Close Encounters and he's going to go with the aliens. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think, Travis? Um I think he's going to come back. Um, I think we need to see live action Ezra on Lethal. Um, I think they just have to figure out a way to explain it when it comes to like, oh, where were they during the sequel trilogy and that sort of stuff. And I, I, I'm sure they could figure that out. They figured out how to tell Ahsoka's... Well, they didn't even tell it yet, really, where Ahsoka was during the original trilogy. Why wasn't she there in Revenge of the Sith? All that stuff. They figured it out for the most part. Um, so I think he will come back. Um, that's just my guess on that. Uh, I think a Star Wars character like Ezra, you know, belongs home, so to speak. So, Mm -hmm. um, I agree with you. I think, you know, we talked a little bit about this. I think, where, where did we talk about it? Where did we talk about probably on this podcast? No, I think it was on the poll that's coming out tomorrow, maybe. Oh, <laughs> don't tease that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think that uh, Ezra is in a situation that uh, once the door gets opened up, Ron is returning. I, I don't see him being like negative about it. Like, oh, I did my thing. I was abandoned or whatever. It's like, all that stuff was your choice, man. You saved the people. So it's like, I don't think you've been left alone. I don't think he's going to be mopey or anything. I, I get the impression that when we get Ezra back, if he's not like a prisoner or something like that, his intention would be to return. Maybe he didn't think he would ever, he was ever going to be found, but I don't know. Even that, that doesn't make sense to me. Cause he ta- he talks to Sabine. He says, I need you to like, hold up your end of the deal. Mm-hmm. And it's about coming and getting me, saving me. Yeah. So and also, I, I, if I think he's he's bent on when they find him, he would return. I don't think he set up a new life. 
Also, if if Hera and like Jason really aren't going to go, then Ezra's just never going to see them again. I can't see that either. Oh yeah, that's a good point. And, and Zeb and like yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think I think I think we're both right, but we'll see. All right. Well, let's move on to the next one here. This one coming from another general. This oh. time it's Mike Ramore. Uh, Mike sent us the question: Will Ezra train Jason Sindula? Now, of course, this is sort of uh, based on the last question that we just got because if he stays and never returns, we already know Jason didn't go. So we got to assume that he's coming back. Um, when he does come back, do we think that Ezra will cha- train Jason Sindula? John, uh, we spoke a little bit about this on TRB Live, but let's let's solidify it now. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say... I'm going to say yes. <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes. Um, I just... I, I feel like Jason Sindula is a character that Dave Filoni is going, I don't know who handles this person next or whatever, but I'm like, I'm writing it on a plate for you, buddy. It's right there. You need to have this character be important in the sequel trilogy or something. Something big needs to happen with this character. He's right there. Um, I'm setting yeah. him up for you. And I don't know who would train him at this point. I don't think it would be Sabine. It could, but it, that, that you know, we're already kind of sitting around on that. What do you think? I, yeah, I know, yeah, we talked about it on TRB Live a bit because I think the question was, will Ahsoka decide to train Jason instead of Sabine? Yeah. And I thought, I just think it would be like so beautiful for Star Wars if the person trained by Kanan got to train Kanan's son. I think that makes so much sense and it feels like something Filoni would definitely do. Yeah. I, he would have to come up with reasons to explain why he didn't do it, in my opinion. So it's it's I, almost like Ahsoka, Ahsoka training Luke, you know, or like teaching him or something. And it's like there's something so cool inherently in that, even if it didn't happen with that relationship. Right. It's so perfectly set up there, you know. Right. And we already see Jason is like he's been taught that commander bridger saved everybody you know what i mean to to like have that connection with him or look up to him in that way so i I don't know where mike stands on this um it's you know whether he thinks that'll be the case or not it's a really good question and yeah we did talk about it on trb live and the more i think about it i just think it would be just a beautiful thing to see to see that happen in live action and especially the connection with the characters Mm mm-hmm yeah. And also, what's the other one too? Um, I think Ezra, when he was talking to Ahsoka, there's like this sort of thing where he's asking about Anakin and it's sort of like, I never got to meet him, you know, but he sounds like he was really cool. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, there's like this, this reminiscent sort of like, cause we know what happened and we mm-hmm. know that character and all this stuff. And, and, and that's like a good turn, bad thing. But like, I, I just think, this there's there could be some really cool stuff with Jason talking to Ezra about Kanan like what was my father like and when he says whatever he says we're like boom you know just yeah. immediately or just hey. picture picture Ezra watching Jason doing something and like just thinking yeah. like oh my god I'm watching Kanan right now 
know? Yeah. Like, like just some, some move where they don't even like specifically mention it, but you, you we maybe could pick up on it. Like, yeah. Oh, look at him. He's doing the same like form that he was doing. And yeah, it's like, so good. Yeah, it's got it's got to happen. <laughs> I want it to happen. All right, we're moving on to our next one here, and this one's actually coming from one of our spice runners. Get spicy, because Michael Fry is on the scene with a question. Yep. He wants to know, will we ever find out what Ahsoka was doing during the original trilogies? Now, I know this isn't particular to the show Ahsoka, um, but it is a question that involves the character pretty heavily, and it is something that, I think the non uh, longtime Ahsoka fans are starting to ask questions like, mm-hmm. who is this person? And then you tell them all about it and they're like, so where, what, you know, what, why, why was they, why were they missing? You know, it's right. kind of one of those things. So you go first on this one. What do you think? I, so I think we know they, they explained it in the prequels because he wrote original trilogy. So I assume he means prequels and, original trilogy so we know that she leaves anakin and that's why we don't see her in revenge of the sith she abandoned the jedi order all that stuff um Mm. now the original trilogy i don't know that they've explained that yet i heard something about she went on the outer rim searching for something but i think we will at this point i don't know if it's going to be in this show but at some point, we'll find out when it comes up. I'm surprised it didn't come up when she was with Luke. But I think at some point, it will have to come up. Um, I'm just not sure how. I I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking, Michael. But to me, I think it's very easy to look at the, the movies. Um, it's obviously harder with like Revenge of the Sith. But with the original uh, trilogy movies, I think it's very easy to look at that story in every scene and go, what do you want? You want Ahsoka to be here right now? You're like, what? Like, is the smoke Ahsoka supposed to be in the cantina with Luke and Obi-Wan? No, she's not there. She's doing something else. You know, do you want her to be on the death star with, with Han when they're breaking out Leia? No, she's obviously somewhere else. Um, you know, is she supposed to be on cloud city? No, she's supposed to be somewhere else. It just, I feel like you can always look at those, uh, situations and there doesn't always need to be a reference. In fact, we, we got, technically we have Phoenix squadron, you know, from in the original movie. And it's like, well, there you go. They somehow figured out a way to sort of backdate that and say, we'll take that name. And then that sort of explains Hera was clearly there. Uh, you know, or some of these characters are clearly there. Um, but I don't think we need that. You know, I don't think we need someone on the announcer to, uh, on the announcement to be like general Sokotano show up uh, here. Cause no, yeah, you're, yeah. you're there in the background. So I don't, they, I'm, they I'm just though. assuming that they just helped out. They just did their things, you know? Um, I think I don't know if you're looking for yeah, but what was that thing? Um, but I think the general when when this question is approached to me is where was this person during the originals? And I'm like off screen doing something else. That yeah. story is very focused on the characters that they're focused on. Same for the sequel trilogy too. Mando could be fighting the first order. We don't know. It wouldn't um, shock but, me entirely if they came up with a a separate like, especially if they see if 
this show becomes really popular, they're like, mm-hmm. we could probably really stretch the dough on Ahsoka a bit here. If they did like a whole comic book series about what Ahsoka was do- doing during this time, I could totally see them doing that. I, so. I could too, though. That That's fair. And I have written here that I've been wanting to talk about for a while, and this is a good spot to mention it, is we've seen movies and TV series that take place before or after events, but we've not yet seen one that I'm aware of that takes place at the same time as said event. So it's like, what were here? We're going to introduce you to five characters. And when does this take place during empire strikes back? Like literally like they're over there, we're over here and we're doing something else. This would be, this would, that would be a good story is if you had a, a, a movie or a cartoon show or, or a book or whatever, that was, that was sort of explaining what was happening with, with Ahsoka during those um, movies. Well, yeah. I mean, the closest would be. Or, and, talk- and Hera and other characters that were obviously be connected. Yeah. Like that. siege of Mandalore happening the same time as the battle of Coruscant type of thing. Um, yeah, similarly. Yeah. I mean, I think we obviously have got like, obviously, um, yeah. Uh, what's the book with the lost stars? Like that obviously takes place during as well. I mean, we have gotten it, but I, but I was thinking more like, a, I don't know, like a bigger story and not just like a side story that's also taking place. Um, all right. Uh, for the last will the force question, we're, uh, getting one from one of our admirals, a very, Fun Admiral, uh, Chris from the Belgian prop crew. Uh, Chris. Chris uh, wanted to know, he sent us over the question, will there be a rift between Ezra and Sabine when he finds out that she had the opportunity to stand, uh, strand Thrawn once and for all, but chose not to, mirroring Ahsoka's choice and eventually losing... Anakin's. Uh, Anakin's choice, yeah, sorry. Uh, and eventually losing what the heart chose. Um. Yeah. Am I first on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can can I let you go first on this? Because I, I I just have such a weird opinion, but I want to hear what you have to say. I don't think there is going to be a rift. I don't see. I I view Ezra as the person who he's already gone through his temptations and his like the windows for him to like join the dark side or or hold anger or resentment towards people. I, and I could be wrong because it's been very, you know, a long time, so long time for, since, you know, Ezra has been around, what is it? Uh, 15 years or something since they've seen him, something like that. Uh, but I, I, I view Ezra sort of as like a very traditional, like pure hearted Jedi. That's why anytime people talk about like, Oh, Ezra's Merrick or Ezra's going to turn out to be banning the Jedi and stuff. I'm like, I don't, I don't see that. I don't know that that he he's been tested and he passed the tests. So I think he's beyond that now. I think the moment, like I said, the moment he did the thing with the Purgle to get Thrawn out was the moment he became a Jedi mm-hmm. knight, sort of like Luke throwing away his lightsaber. They, everyone has their moment in my opinion. So I can't see Ezra holding resentment towards Sabine for her doing something. He will acknowledge that she did something wrong, but out of her, uh, out of her love for him, I can't see a rift developing there. I think that would be a tough story for them to start trying to thread through all of this. What do you think? I think you're a hundred percent right. Um, but more so than that, I don't think Sabine did the wrong thing. 
I, I don't know where this narrative is coming from. I think it's the way they set it up in the show. I don't think she did this selfish act. I don't think she did this terrible thing. I think she, I think mm. you take any other movie where you have the, where you have like, you know, the, the person to the gun, you know, gun to the heroine's head and you say, give me the thing uh, and, and the girl dies, but you save the world or whatever. And they just don't do it. They go, no, I like, here's the thing. We don't, we're not looking at it this way. Cause we're looking at it the way of like, if she destroys that thing right now, Thrawn's gone. All these people saves. There's no war. It's over. Right. And Ezra, she has that. Ezra option. is part of the sacrifice for that to happen. Yeah. But that's the thing is I think what we're not thinking about is, is she has a choice. If she blows that up right now, Ezra dies. He's killed. He's gone. He's never showing up again. End of story. And she can't do that. I don't think that's such a selfish thing. I think she's saying, no, if I do this, it's killing Ezra and I can't kill Ezra. And when we get Ezra, we're going to be, we're all going to be so glad that she didn't do that. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not on this, this train of like, she faltered or something like that. And I think, no, yeah. I I don't know. Ahsoka's in Mm. that same boat too. Like, I think she's looking at that situation and she was like, destroy it. But then she lost that battle. She was losing control of, or losing what it meant to be a Jedi. And she screaming that was in a way for me, it was also saying kill Ezra one life. It's one life. Who cares? We're going to save so many other kill Ezra. Just get rid of him. And she's like, I can't do that. She's stronger. She's saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm going to save his life. We'll figure out everything else in the long run. So I, I don't think there's this thing where Ezra is going to be mad at her if anything, he she's the reason he's even going to be able to have a life after this. Yeah, I mean, could be. We don't know what's going on in that other galaxy. We don't. Yeah. Like, we could roll in and Ezra's like a prince or something. But, <laughs> like, <laughs> the Prince Ali, right? The of of the pig people or something. He's like, yeah, he's space <laughs> Yeah. But <clears throat> I, I think there's, like... One does not mean the other doesn't exist. And what I mean by that is like, I I think Sabine could have made a bad choice for the galaxy, but the right choice for her friend. And so people, you can definitely label that as selfish because it's a personal decision that is clearly going to potentially impact the greater galaxy if Thrawn comes back. So I don't, I don't say it that she did the wrong thing she did the right thing for her and her friend, but the consequence of that could lead to very bad things for a lot more people. So I just think it's a complex choice. It wasn't like, I'm just going to do this bad thing. She was doing what was in her heart, which was right, which, you know, Star Wars does that a lot. It's a very intimate story for this vast galaxy. Like I'm going after my friend, you know, my, my friends out there, you know, Han leaving to go get Luke. Like, probably not the smartest decision because they need Han in the base. If he dies, they're in bigger trouble. Chewie's in big trouble. He's like, my friends out there are in it. I got to go get him. It's like Star Wars does that. It's, it's all about friendship. So from a storytelling point, I understand why Sabine makes the choice. It's very Star Wars to me. But at the same time, there's always consequences in those choices. I do. It doesn't, 
mean she did the wrong thing, but it can absolutely be looked at as selfish because it was a person based on a personal thing for her. Yeah, I think like if this whole thing ends up being like super terrible and, you know, they lose the war because Theron comes back and all that, then, yeah, you could probably point to that moment and say she had an opportunity to end it. But I think like because it's if Star Thrawn Wars comes, and it's because of Thrawn comes in and, story, kills, and, and kills Hera, like, you know. Yeah, I I just I, I feel like I need to do my own little personal research and just find movies or examples of situations where somebody just said it's just one life. And the hero just goes, no, it's not just one life. That person has a name. That person is a person. We need to go. Sure. We need no, to I mean, save that person, yeah. you know, and, and I think that the person that actually stands up for that individual, as opposed to just letting him go for the greater good is usually the person that is considered the hero and not mm. just selfish because they like that person or something. Yeah. But, mm. um, but that's it Ooh. for will the force. Yeah. yeah. Big, big one at the end. Um, thanks for sending that in, Chris. Um, all great questions. Still too, wants to know where her Han Solo is. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. All I right. thought the deal um, was over because because Chris and Andy gave us the the signs. I have mine right here. Mine is there. You just can barely see it. Oh yeah, I see it over there. Um, okay, so discussion time, right? All right, let's get into it. Obi One once thought as you do. All right, our discussion, which upcoming Star Wars movies will be made? So basically what we did here, the three of us uh, ranked the six upcoming Star Wars movies. Uh, I believe all of which have been officially announced except Sean Levy's, but he's the one talking about his the most. So it's correct. Uh, And we ranked them one to six, one being the most likely to happen and the sixth, the one being least likely. And then we put together our scores and came up with our combined rank. So now, James, I'm going to walk us through each one. And what we'll do is we'll address the one that we collectively voted as the least likely and work our way up to the most likely and sort of give our thoughts on where we think these things are at, because we, people really, you know, the shows have been dominating, uh, you know, Mando season three had its buzz. Ahsoka's now seems to be doing really well in terms of fan reception. Um, so I think people have put the movies in the back of their mind and also with the strikes going on productions and writing has halted and all that stuff too. So we don't know when these movies, you know, maybe they get delayed because of what's going on. But as of now, these movies are on the slate and we're going to get to them. So, the, the list is um, the Sean Levy movie we just mentioned, Taika Waititi's movie that he's working on, James Mangold's Origin of the Force, uh, the Charmino Bade Chinoy movie, which is going to star Daisy Ridley as Ray, uh, the Dave Filoni movie, and the Ryan Johnson trilogy, which is still out there. So mm-hmm. uh, what we voted as the least likely to kick things off here is the Ryan Johnson trilogy. The three of yes, us. Yes, we, we all sent in our individual list one to exactly. six, and then you sort of just like said, "Well, we both these two people." I said did the this, math. This, yeah. So I literally did, math, did yeah. one plus one plus one. That's three points. And I, I I have the tally here on how the points scored out. Yeah. Um, so and when we get to the end, we'll see who was right. <laughs> well, it's not about that. No, it isn't about that. I'm just saying that. But funny. the only two unanimous votes were the first one and the last one. 
So this last one here that we think, which means it's least likely to happen, is the Ryan Johnson trilogy, Ryan Johnson movie, whatever you want to call it. James, what do you think right now as we stand here today, September 18th, 2023, uh, almost six years since that trilogy was announced, less and less heard about it. The Ryan Johnson trilogy, what do you think? Not happening? Ryan, Ryan's situation is the most unique out of all of them because you have someone who was announced uh, officially before any of these people and you have someone who leading up to that movie and after the movie uh, was discussed as the most... Um, I don't want to say accessible, but like worked the best with Lucasfilm, whether that be the story group and the pro- producers and the, obviously their script and everything. And everything just came together so well in creating that story that uh, that Lucasfilm was very on on the page of saying like, this guy gets it 100%. We, we want to continue work with him. We think he made a perfect movie. We love this, everything about this. And they put it out. And it split the fandom and they've never backed out of that. But the hope, the glimmer of hope that I have, well, the thing that brings it down is time. Um, yeah, they've made time an ally of the rebellion. <laughs> uh, and the thing is here, like the longer and longer it goes, um, it, it pushes against it ever happening. Um, the hope that it does happen is only coming from a fact that it makes, I think they're waiting it out to see how long it takes for people to forgive or forget about Ryan. Cause they want him back, but they're, they're waiting. They don't want to officially cancel because what if they cancel? And then a year later, everybody's like, I would let Ryan do anything. I don't even care if he comes back to star Wars. And I think that's what they're mm. waiting for. Yeah, it could be. But it's like, that's such a, that's such a hope on their end, on Lucasfilm's end. Yeah. And I know that like, you always hear the excuses that, oh, Ryan's busy and stuff. But then you hear Ryan and he's like, I would do anything to make, to do this. And I hope I get to do it. So you're like, well, which is it? You know, Um, you know, people work on a lot of different things at a lot of different times, but yeah, I think time is the issue. We're talking six years now since it was announced, and it was announced before TLJ came out, before Last Jedi came out. You're right, that cratered fandom. And I don't think fandom has really been the same since. I do feel the sense of optimism that Ahsoka is uniting fans, um, which is pretty cool to see, finally. Um, but I just don't know. You know, if it was up to Kathleen Kennedy, I think they would do it. But I have this weird feeling because there's seems to be a reason it's not happening that we can't tangibly hear or read. And I think it has to be Disney or something, you know, they, you know, have their ear to the ground in terms of like fans and I know how that movie performed, how it was received by fans and that sort of stuff. And, you know, I think Disney's number one goal is to make fans happy and make sure people are happy with the product. And, you know, that movie was praised by critics. It did well financially, but granted that was off the heels of TFA, which made 
more money than almost anything not made by James Cameron. So that helped. I just don't know. I just have this feeling it's just not going to happen at this point. Whether he works with them again, sure. But this announced trilogy, I think, is done. So I I think that that's a good possibility, too. I, I'm, I'm on the boat, which is why I also put him last on my list. Um, and we all did, actually. Yeah. I, and I think the, the interesting thing about that situation is I don't necessarily know that there is something hanging it up. I just think they're both well aware of the situation. I think like Ryan and Kathleen are smart people. They're looking at it and they're going like, like Kathleen's saying like, Brian, look, you're amazing. I love you. I'd love for you to come back and do stuff. I, all I, all I'm asking right now is go do more amazing movies. Take the time. Obviously the fans did not respond the way that we wanted to, but you know, we can, we can course correct or whatever in the future. But for the time being, Go just make some awesome movies. Win over people because I know you will. I'm not going to cancel your movie. I'm not going to say it's canceled. You know, just go win over people. And in time, we both agree that there will probably be a proper time that we'll be able to slowly bring you back in to Star Maybe. Wars. And by that time, people will let go. That's what I'm saying. If if Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson are high fiving all the time because they just absolutely loved working together. That feels like the conversation. I don't feel like Kathleen Kennedy is constantly fighting Disney to bring back this guy. He's going to save Lucas. No, I don't think us. so either. You know what I, I mean? Yeah. But I don't, I also don't think fans need to be convinced that Ryan Johnson is a good filmmaker. I think even people who hated the last Jedi think the guy's a good filmmaker. They just don't like the choices he made with the story. I'm I know that yeah. I, I'm saying do Kathleen and Ryan do they they come to that conclusion I think they think they just made like the perfect film they released it and everybody hated it and they're like we don't get it we don't know why you hated it so just we'll give see. them some time and yeah. once people realize how great you actually are then when you return it'll be like a triumph trust me I used to work with Steven Spielberg and George Lucas I understand this stuff. You know, I, I just, that's the vibe I get, but we can move on to the next one. I just think we all collectively agree that Ryan Johnson probably is the least on the list. Likely to have. Yeah. Next on our list is Taika Waititi. Um, falling maybe slightly into that bubble of someone who was announced and then maybe put out a clunker uh, with the latest Thor movie. Um, but also, surrounding the discussions of this movie and the actual quotes from both Taika and Kathleen Kennedy, because Taika, he's very clever with how he handles his PR because everyone thinks he's always saying something that's jokey. Um, yep. And he could blend his truths in with his jokes. So people like can't really get a, like pin him down in terms of what he's really saying. But Kathleen Kennedy saying that they were struggling to find an ending to his story he was saying he was having trouble with the middle of the movie, um, saying he's taking forever to write it. I just, I don't know with Taika. You know, I I think that was announced before we got that next wave of movies, the Mangled, Filoni, and the Ray movie. It was. So, that was announced with the uh, Investor's Day. Yeah, so I think that stuff changed things too. I don't know that we're going to see this movie, man. Um, I'd be... I, I wouldn't be surprised if it still happened, but at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it, they just parted ways and realized, uh, you know, we couldn't mesh our ideas or we couldn't come up with like the story we wanted to tell and do one of those PR spins on it. I, 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 I am not confident. 
I'm more confident that this movie doesn't get made than I am that it does. Where are you at with Taika? Um, I was hoping to pull up his list, but for some reason I can't see it. Um, he's too busy. He uh, over um, extends himself. Uh, he says, I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. He agrees and he agrees and he agrees. And he's done so many good things. Um, while I agree with your point of like, he was false victim, maybe one stinker and then he's out. I actually don't think the one stinker is enough to take down Taika Waititi as a filmmaker. I think too many people are on his side. Um, Not as a filmmaker. A, a prospective Star Wars filmmaker, maybe. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but I think even even with the one stinker, make whatever, all the JoJo I, rabbits in the world and win an Oscar, but <laughs> Star Wars fans are gonna be like, "Get that guy away from my IP!" Just just because of the Thor: Love and Thunder, I don't think I don't think so. I think Star Wars fans are go, "Okay, he did Thor: Love and Thunder, that's fine," but he's also the guy who brought us blank and blank and blank and blank. Most of these other ones, they don't have a whole lot to go on them. It's like. Yeah, Patty Jenkins brought us Wonder Woman, but then she did Wonder Woman 2, you know, and it's like Patty Jenkins really only has that one to stand on. She has Monster, but that was years ago. Um, or what's the other one? Uh, yeah, he did Jurassic World, but then he turned around and did a book of Henry. And it's like one for one is not the trade-off. Taika Waititi has been consistent as a producer, as an actor, and as a director. So I think he's fine in that regard. My thing is that he overextends himself. He has too many um, attachments, no pun intended, uh, to too many projects. And I think that we're waiting on so many things from him that have been long agreed upon years ago that I, I think Star Wars is not the only thing of his that I go, he said he was doing that. That's not happening. Um, I don't buy the he's too busy thing, though. I don't at all um, for for Star Wars. I'm not saying he's not busy, but I think that is an excuse that is used. Um, I understand what you're saying about that, but I don't think he's consistently putting out stuff. Yeah, well, what is he working on right now? He just put out something next goal. Well, that's what I was trying to to find. I can't for some reason I can't seem to pull up his director stuff. But he's but he's as a producer, he's working on five things. Yeah. So, and that's not necessarily as hands on as a director. Um, I know it's the director thing. And I don't know why his director credits are not pulling up right now. Where are you trying to pull it up though? IMDB. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can only see his producer, writer and actor roles. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just pulled it up. It says, uh, Akira. Yeah. In, huge. Which is in production. Has been um, for for ten years. Tower of Terror in pre production. Sure. Uh, so he yeah he does have stuff he's doing interior uh, a TV series uh, yeah a bunch of stuff. And he's then, writing a top, Flash Gordon movie. And then at the top of the list is untitled Star Wars film. So how about this? If the Taika movie happens, we're gonna see that thing in eight to ten years. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, my if, thing is like, I feel I, what we need to look at is what has Taika bailed on before? What has he been attached to that he then eventually oh, did not did. see through? And nothing as big as Star Wars, that's for sure. So it's like he, he's... I mean, he, and I... 
I get that. But also you're talking about Flash Gordon and Akira. He doesn't sign on to those projects to just like make them small budget movies. No, those are probably getting the same huge budget as he would for a Star Wars movie, 200 million. Akira, 250 probably. But I wonder if even like Christy Wilson Carnes is still even involved with writing this. Like this, this, this whole thing. When they announced it, they had a logo for it. They were using the old Jedi logo. They had the Schoolhouse Rock thing. Like, there there had to have been... You do not give somebody a movie and officially... And have the president of the studio officially announce that movie without a concrete story in place. So they had to have had something. And something happened that made them say like, Oh, well, we can't do that story now because now this is happening. Or, you know, after thinking about it, this isn't the direction we want to go. So we have to think of something else. And then he probably started reworking the story. And now they're at the point where they're like, we can't figure out how to end this thing. So I think that they have taken steps back because you do not officially announce a movie with logos and with Kathleen Kennedy. And then two years later say, we're just, we can't really figure out a third act for this story. That does not make any sense to me. So, They've taken steps back with this thing. I think it's still a possibility the Taika movie gets made. I just don't think it's going to be for a long while. Anytime now, soon. Now, now the, the next one is interesting because, James, this is the one that has not been officially announced yet. Yet, the director, Sean Levy, has no problem speaking to it when people ask him about it. Yeah. So, what do you think of Sean Levy uh, and the idea of him making a Star Wars movie? Do you like Sean Levy? And do you, what's your take on the fact that this one hasn't been officially announced yet, but he's clearly talking about the fact that he's doing it. Does it bring back the ghost of Um, Michael Waldron and the Kevin Feige movie? (laughs) Talking about (laughs) writing that movie. Yeah, Uh, that's, that's a good point. But I, I think, um, I think the thing that I like about the Sean Levy thing is that he is very outspoken about doing it and he's going to do it. There was a very particular thing of his where he was asked about the curse of Star Wars directors. A bunch of Star Wars directors get the project, they get the meeting, they get yeah, the, um, yeah. the the chance to pitch their idea and they get the green light, all this. They start working on it and they never make it to the finish line. And he goes, I'm making it to the finish line. Yep. Trust yep. me. I'm yeah. making it to the finish line. There is nothing that's going to stop me from making this movie. I want to make this movie. And this is not announced. Uh, and he's totally fine saying all this. Yeah. That was the coolest inspirational thing that I got from him. Because this isn't like, hey, John, Kathleen Kennedy just called and said she wants you to do a Star Wars movie. And you're going, yes, I'll do it. Because you're <laughs> going to get lost in the mix. This guy does not get lost in the mix. Uh sh- Stranger Things, uh, the Night at the Museum movies, um, uh, Adam Project, Free Guy, Deadpool, like Deadpool three coming up, yeah. He's uh, yeah, known for uh, he produced Arrival. You know, it's like okay, guy knows what is going on. He knows the business. He understands everything that goes into this movie, and he's been given the opportunity. And I think he's going to do it. The weird, I don't want to say it's the weird thing because Lucasfilm is weird. <laughs> I'm surprised it's not announced. Um, but I think what they really wanted to do with the most recent announcements is they wanted to go the past, the future, and the present. 
I think that they just wanted to do that so well. Like they had their three that they wanted to bring out and to bring out four would feel odd maybe, especially since Uh, we don't know what his story is about. hmm. I think they just had this perfect like Trinity thing going on and they were like, we'll get to Sean Levy. He's not really on the docket right now. But what's funny is he just came out last week and said, uh yeah i'm in pre i'm in pre-production and we were getting started we were working on it and the writer strike happened so we're halting but that to me already says that he's he's working on it to a certain degree obviously but more importantly to me is i think he's the kind of guy who would play ball whenever something happens he's like all right we'll shift things around we'll do it that way i'm making this movie yeah yeah, I, I do. I do believe that this movie will be made too. I wonder though if because they know they announced those other three movies and that slate is pretty full right now, that they don't have to announce it yet. That's what and I'm saying. Deadpool three, right? And Deadpool three is the first of the Deadpool movies he's doing, but first that is. Uh, not distributed by 20th Century Fox, which, yes, is now owned by Disney, but it's the first one being distributed by Walt Disney Pictures. I wonder if they want to see the reception for how he handles uh, a very popular IP. They're bringing Wolverine in. How's that movie going to perform? How's it going to be received by fans? How's it going to be received by critics? If that movie comes out and they're like, Deadpool 3 crushed. I guarantee you a month later, Kathleen Kennedy is going to be like, put it out, put out the press release. Sean Levy's making his movie. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. So I think it may hinge upon, which comes out next May, Deadpool. Um, uh, I don't believe it's delayed. I I assume it's done filming. Um, So yeah, it has to. Yeah. Filming began a long time ago and filming was... Oh yeah, filming's been done a while. So we're yeah, we're in good shape with this one. Um so I, I think that's a part of it. I think Deadpool now being under the Disney umbrella, they want to see how this thing works and how he handles it. And what a what better test than have someone handling a, a major IP part of Marvel, all that stuff. So um I think we're both feeling positive about Sean Levy. Yep. I know he was in the middle of all of our lists. Um he was Towards the bottom of Lacey's list, but like fourth on mine, fourth on yours, uh, and fourth in our on our collective list. So we're thinking, man, uh, we're thinking mangled. Well, he's next. We're thinking Levy's <laughs> going to happen. We're just not sure when, um, but wouldn't be shocked if Deadpool's success. We get an announcement soon after. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else on Levy? Nope. Other than to say that I I can tell you the difference between why Levy was four for me and mangled was three. Well, let's get to Mangold now. I had Mangold as my two. So mm-hmm. we'll, he's our third most likely movie to happen. Um, where do you want to start with this? Obviously, you know, Indiana Jones, The Dial Destiny comes out. You and I both enjoy it. Uh, I think most people who watched it ended up enjoying it. Didn't yes. perform well. It's the uh, solo of indie movies. Yeah. And but a lot of movies like stumbled like that. It's it's interesting why that was the case. I think it was just poorly marketed. I think opening it at con was a terrible idea. Uh, I've talked to people who, you know, sort of know the industry, and they're like, I don't think French movie critics understand the swashbuckler 
old uh, Americana adventure story, serialized adventure I know. story. So it was an insult to give him a 15 minute standing of it. No, I'm just <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think only the, 15 minutes. Yeah. That early critic response heard it. And then maybe sour taste from some people about crystal skull. Maybe they think Harrison Ford's too old. Either way, I thought it was a really well-made movie. And James Mangold is a guy who you, you talked about resumes. This guy has the resume. So mm-hmm. I think this movie's definitely being made, especially because it's taking place way outside of the current Star Wars timeline that if something else were to come up from a story standpoint, say Filoni starts doing something else over here post original trilogy, it won't, won't even conflict with what he's doing. He gets to start mm-hmm. page one. Uh, so I think this movie's a hundred percent happening. Um, I'm just curious to find out a little bit more about it first. Where are you at with Mangold and why was he below Levy for you? Because he's been officially announced. I, I oh, sort he, of put... You have him above... I'm sorry. You have him above Levy on your list. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I The reason I have him above is because he's been officially announced. So I think that while the two of them are people that have clearly been in the industry a long time, they've put out a lot of stuff, one stinker isn't going to make the big difference. Um, I think that... Uh, Mangold is in a position where he's very excited to work on Star Wars because he finished up Indiana Jones. Love what he did with it. I think Lucasfilm loved what he did with it. And while it wasn't super well-received, from a money standpoint at least, I still think that they are like, okay, but just like Ryan Johnson, we loved working with you. We think you did good stuff. So we're, we're still going to bring you in. And I think that the relationship that he has with Lucasfilm can stand the test of a bad movie or whatever. But like I said, I think the, the only difference that I give him the little bit of edge that I give him, um, is just the fact that he has been officially announced. He stood on that stage and said, I'm making a star Wars movie, you know? Um, not to my own but like when I met him, I said, I'm excited to what you're doing with Star Wars. And he goes, me too. I'm so excited to, <laughs> oh, yeah, to I forgot figure you out All right. what I'm going to do for that Star Wars movie um, and, and direction it goes. Now, he may already have his thoughts together or whatever, but like I, I buy that just how I buy Sean Levy saying like, by golly, you watch. I will make a Star Wars movie. And I believe that sentiment. And he's got the official announcement to back it up. A little Goldie Wilson. One there. step above, <laughs> one step above Sean Levy. I will be mayor. You, you wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Um, pull it back Director. The yeah. That's right. a good idea. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. I like Director the sound James of that. Mangold. Um, yeah. I, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's funny that I forgot that you'd met him after the indie thing. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think Mangold is just the type of director where, like, I can't see a situation where his movie gets canceled. It's just he's just uh, one of those big time names right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I think Indy was very good, and I, I can't wait to see what that guy can do telling a Star Wars story. Uh, just a phenomenal director, and playing in that galaxy gets me really excited. I'm actually still the most excited about his movie out of all of these, including the two that are at the tops of our list here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think there's anything else much to say. I, I think Mangold's is definitely happening. I think it's going to be one of the more uh, recent ones or uh, upcoming ones. 
And I think it's going to be really good. And I think Hu yeah. Yang's going to be in it. I think so too. I think it's yeah. very likely. Not at this point. <laughs> so David Tennant's going to be in the mix. Um, all right. Now next on our list, uh, there's two left. Um, and we have the Obey, uh, Charmin Obeyed Chinoy directed movie, uh, which is going to be the Daisy Ridley Ray Skywalker continuation 15 years after the rise of Skywalker. Um, now I, I think this movie's definitely happening, but I'm not entirely sure that the director is still going to be the director. Okay. Dude, we're on the exact same page then. Cause I, I go, here's the weird thing about this pick is that there's no way this movie isn't happening. Right. right. Which really, really, really puts me, puts it near the top of the list because I'm like, there's, I'm sorry. There's just no way you say, and that Jedi master is, and then you bring right. Daisley Ridley out on and everybody cheers. And it's this big thing. And it's this big announcement. And then you say, eh, never mind. We're not going to do that. I, look, there's no going back they, from that. You can't they picked cancel her, that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. They picked her as the director. So they, you know, whatever that maybe she is the director. Maybe she's not. But that's not what we're lining up here. We're saying which movies have the likely the likeliest of happening. And I, I looked at the list and I go, there's no way that Ray movie isn't happening. You're just going like what little bit of trust and excitement you have from the people, not not little bit, but like the the part that you have that was excited about the sequels who loved these aspects of the sequels. If you take that away from them, then you lose them too. Including a lot of those young kids who just became star Wars fans this past decade. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Ray walking around galaxy's edge. Like she is like little girls and little kids heroes. So you don't cancel this movie there's no coming back. So if they cancel this after that big announcement and celebration, all this, uh, five years later, they're going to be like, let's try it again. You don't do that. (laughs) You just don't do that. So the question is, and I know this is tricky because this is the only woman director on this list. I know Lucasfilm is very conscious about that in their decisions. Um, They're really trying to spread things out more these days. But you know, Charmino Bechernoy has never directed a feature film. We're going through these strikes right now. Stephen Knight has been brought in to, to rewrite this off of the Lindelof departure. And we he had revealed that working with Star Wars was like hell, I guess, when he yeah. was striking. Didn't he say something like that? Um, Lindelof? I, I don't remember specifically. I, I said striking be, was more fun than making a Star Wars movie or something like that. Yeah. I, I definitely got the opinion that coming out of the movie, he was just like, I just, I, that was not what I wanted it to be. So, but he, but he said he would go back to, he would do more. He would do more Star Wars. Oh, he would but love th- to, he said, yeah. Yeah. I, I get the feeling that he didn't click well with her and she's locked for some reason. And, and that's a mystery. I hope, I hope she's amazing. I hope she like, I, I just don't know what she did that, that caused Kathleen Kennedy to, to um, just lock her in so hard that you have. Um, it's, it, it is interesting because she's that you an have award. To, yeah. You're losing oh, your writers and everything because it's not working out. 
Yeah, she's an award-winning director. Um, she definitely checks a lot of the, you know, diversity boxes for sure. For, you know, they haven't had a woman direct a feature film. And I know Kathleen Kennedy's talked about the importance of that from her chair. Let's also um, keep in mind, because I, I, we're also leaving Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron out of this. And, uh, yeah. and part of that is because we've, we sort of feel that that movie is already canceled. Yeah. It yeah. already is not happening. So if the if Patty Jenkins and Rogue Squadron was on this list, what is the likelihood of it happening? It has to go below Ryan Johnson because it already was happening and they already canceled it. It's done. Right. Now, the only mainstream so, thing that um, Charmino Bay has directed is the Miss Marvel episodes that she's right. done. Um, everything else is uh, Pakistani, like short films and that sort of thing. And now she has a lot of uh, uh, bigger resume doing uh, nonfiction directing and documentaries and that sort of thing. And I believe that's where she's won her awards. So I always thought it was an interesting choice because you're bringing back your new Luke Skywalker and you're, you've had a lot of issues with directors in the past, including people with really successful resumes and you're handing this off to someone who's never directed a feature film. It's a head scratcher. I'll always think it's a head scratcher. And like, but like you said, I hope she knocks it out of the park. I do think this movie's being made. I, but it, knowing the, the the recent history of Lucasfilm Productions, I would not be remotely shocked if there's a director change on this movie before it gets made. Um, I'm wondering if there isn't, if she also sort of gets like, no, granted, I, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Again, she could like be not, she could be crushing it more than anybody. Yeah, totally. But if that's not, I, I wonder if the whole PR situation of it would be, we're going to walk you through this. We're going to extend as much as we need. We're going to reshoot as much as we need because at the end of the day, we need you to deliver a great film. Right. For the PR purposes of it. So I don't know. And yeah, I hate to I'm, get that critical about it. It's just such a weird choice. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, we'll find out. We'll find out how that goes, but obviously rooting for it. If, if mm -hmm. uh, it holds that way. Uh, but I think we both, and collectively, we all think that movie is going to be made. at the second most out of this list, which leaves us with the first one, which is, you know, who's hotter right now than Dave Filoni. Um, we think this movie is an absolute lock now. And maybe a lot of that's because of how well Ahsoka has been made and also how right. well it's being received in addition yeah. to who he is, you know, he, his, his, his status at Lucasfilm, this movie is a complete 100% guarantee lock. So to me, yeah, I think there's so many things playing here is like, for instance, like we knew the Ray movie is like a lock for that reason, but the director, not so much. In this case, it's like they're setting up this story and they've already been setting it up in the same way as like walking Daisy Ridley out on that stage. There's no way this just sort of doesn't happen. Like, right. Mandalorian doesn't end. Ahsoka just doesn't end. Thrawn, like, just kind of, we just say, series canceled. You know, this, <laughs> sorry. <yeah. laughs> Didn't I, perform well. You know, agreed. it's like, what yeah. is happening? I, I yeah. can't, can't even imagine it. Just at the point they are, it would be such a, a failure 
that they said we just can't seem to justify the cost or something, they would f- just find a way. I don't, I don't, I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine it. And then the other side of it is Dave Filoni. Like the guy is having failures left and right, or it came out with like one stinker. What's the one stinker right now? Doesn't have one. I mean, Mandalorian I mean, season resistance. three. Maybe I don't even think you did that show. That's not he, really him. Yeah, he, he didn't, created he the didn't, idea for it. Yeah, he sort of was like executive producer or something. Yeah, yeah, but it's like, I, like I don't know, man. Don't come I, at I me, think, resistance fans. I, I that's <laughs> fun. I like it. All right. I think um, Dave Filoni right now is in the perfect position where he's. Uh, where I think Lucasfilm likes him. I think fans like him. I think Disney likes him. I think the story and everything just has been, is going his way that it's like, uh, it's like a built-in lock. You know, he's just not like number exactly. one on the list. Exactly. Just all of it coming together. Um, there was one other thing that I wanted to say about. Well, uh, while you think of that, this, this was the second one that all three of us had as the number one. That it was definitely being made. So well, okay. So this is this is what I was going to say. I sort of teased this at the beginning. I know it's not a competition, but I said like, who won? Our official list as it came together is my list. That's the list I sent over. I had no changes. That's all I'm saying is like your list was a little different, but because me and Lacey said one thing, we went we went a different way, and her list was a little bit different, but because of what me and you said, we went a different way. But the official list was the list I sent over. I'm like, this is it. Six, yeah, five, four, I, three, two, one, boom. I had mangled a, above the Ray movie only because mm-hmm. the strength of the director. Right. Yep. And um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Lacey had Taika Waititi uh, above Levy. lower. Yeah. 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 She had Taika above more Levy. likely yep. than Levy. Probably. And I would imagine her argument is that. Levy wasn't announced yet. Sort of like your argument for the Probably. Yeah. Um, So, but overall, I I think I would like to think most people are going to fill in with that. Um, I know there's still people holding out hope for Ryan Johnson, but when you compare that to the top of the list now at Dave Filoni, like creative executive, all the threads we just mentioned about all these shows leading up to his movie um, and how well Ahsoka is being praised. And it's his first one running the whole show and writing the whole show. Things cannot be lining up better for Dave Filoni right now. And 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 add the cherry on top of the Sunday is he's the closest connection to the maker, George Lucas, in terms of how he developed the story. Yeah. It's just it's just also announced our top my top three, our top three are the three that were announced. I mean, there's a couple others as well, but like <laughs> there's something important about him standing on stage and being like, I'm making a Star Wars movie, you know. I can't believe I'm making a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So yeah. that that like, one to me. Oh, that's a good example, actually. Ryan and Taika, both the other two that were not announced, never actually stood in front of anybody and said yes. No. It was it was yeah. a video of somebody saying, hey, look who we just got. Taika Waititi's going to be doing it. And it never came out of his mouth. Like, I'm going to be making a Star Wars movie. I'm making the announcement today. Yeah, only that's why I came here to say it. Yeah, whatever, yeah. I think maybe some red carpet quotes here and there. And oh, Ryan I mean, Jones they've or, admitted to it. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it, but not like an announcement where it's like, "Hey guys, it's me. I did yeah. a video." Patty Jenkins did do a video for her announcement. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So we go from Filoni as like a hundred percent, and then 
you know, the uh, Ray movie, Mangold, 99.9999%, and then Levy, Taika, and Ryan Johnson. Um, we'd like to think we're going to see at least two out of three of those, and it seems like the only one that we think is probably dead in the water is the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yeah. Uh, I know people are probably upset to hear that, but even yeah, I bet even people who were diehard believers at this point are like, ah, yeah, I just don't know. I don't know. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. But that's our take on that. We will obviously talk more about this on the state of Star Wars, our fall edition, which will probably happen obviously after Ahsoka, maybe October, November-ish. Uh, we always have fun doing the overall state of Star Wars, I- but... Uh, I want to know what everybody else's is. So like if you're still hanging on with us in the YouTube comments or something, or whether it's on X or Instagram or wherever you want to let us know, give us that list for you. Um, yeah. You're one to six. Uh, feel free to include Patty Jenkins. If you do feel like Patty Jenkins has a higher likelihood than Ryan Johnson, go ahead and in- include her. But you know, when a movie gets canceled, I, I, you know, I just also don't think, you know, this movie's gonna yeah. happen, or you know, if it's a director that also got canceled, canned, not yeah. happening. Um, all right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening and watching and being a part of the Resistance Broadcast community. Uh, keep spreading the word. If you have friends or family you know that like Star Wars, tell them about our show. If you just started school, hope everything's going well. Tell your classmates. Be like, dude, check out the Star Wars podcast. They're a good time. Let's get together and watch them or listen to them. Uh, spread the word. We appreciate that very much. And uh, as far as we go, we do have to say a special shout out, James, to our patrons on the general and spice runner level. Uh, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi, DiMaggio, Diana, and Dave Hornack, and our Spice oh, Runners, yeah. David Provost, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian, and all of our patrons and all of our listeners. You're all part of TRB, and it's awesome. So thank you all so much. Uh, James, where can people chat you up? Uh, both on uh, X and Instagram at Myrotrunks. And for me, it's X, Threads, and Blue Sky at Johnny Hoey. And Lacey's at Lacey Gillerin across all platforms except t- TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. I don't know why she didn't get Lacey Gillerin on that. I'm sure this is a yeah, story. Was just taken. Yep. Just take someone else's out there TikToking away. Um, all right. We will be back with you all Wednesday night to talk about part six of Ahsoka. So enjoy part six tomorrow night and enjoy the starts to your week. Hopefully your Monday's not going too bad and we'll see you next time with another episode right here on the resistance broadcast. We'll see you around kids.